and we are recording with my homie, my boyfriend, my husband, Mr. Hunter Cunning on Sunday, July 9th, 2023 at 3.04 p.m. Eastern Time. Hunter, how are you doing, sir? Uh, good. Uh, a little nervous, excited. Um, I haven't been on. I, I, I ran a podcast to myself for a little while, but I've never been on someone else's podcast before. So it's a unique, unique experience. Yeah, they're they're they're. I mean, j- j- for, for clarity, I I I if I take a week off like I did, I still mm-hmm. get ner- I I start to get nervous. Yeah, I've done thirteen hundred of these, man. If I take a week off, I'm like, like I don't sleep well the night before. I'm like, oh fuck, gotta get on <laughs> camera before, and then I have to talk to myself rationally. I'm like, what, what, what do you? I'm like, I just don't know. I hope they. Let, and it's like it's your <laughs> show. This? It's in. What your, am I gonna say? It's like oh, I'm nervous, and it's like it's in your apartment. You're wearing yeah. sweatpants and slippers, and then I do right. one, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's just it's 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 retarded. But yeah, no, uh, I think everyone's nervous before they do them. Um, I, I but, believe it. But I mean, you've been on the game stream before. But um, so one thing we talked about, I don't know, like a month ago or two months ago, mm-hmm. whenever whenever I was playing Tarkov, is um not being not being a puppet to emotions, and we talked about yeah. meditation and prayer and all that good stuff, and um. Mm-hmm. You know, even just this past week, I took a couple of days off meditating, and I, mm-hmm. I meditated today, yesterday, and the day before. Just just twenty minutes of really not even meditation, just sitting, kind of Indian style on my bed, just yeah. just looking out the window, just letting the thoughts come, letting yep. them go, and really just as they slow down, and you just look outside, you see clouds, you look down, you see your hands and like a vein, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there, and it's. You just get quiet, and yeah. all the emotions. And here's the thing: both good and bad. It's not just for mm-hmm. anxiety and depression. You also feel like happiness and excitement coming along. You also start to view those as fleeting. And whereas Definitely. normally we try to push away the bad ones and hold on to the good ones, meditation's right. kind of it's odd in that it just you start to drop all of them and. I have to do it for my own mental health, my own sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I kind of want to hear your take on it. Your what you know, what you've what you've gained from the you know the the talks you've gone through with the groups you're in. Yeah. So um, what you just described with with meditation actually reminds me of my favorite scripture. Um, to be clear, I'm I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's probably not surprising to most people, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, uh, that's where I end up with a lot of the basis for, um, you know, just how I live life and what have you. And so, um, my favorite scripture is Psalm 37, four, and it reads as follows. This is from the passion translation, find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire the most. And that word delight, uh, actually can be alternatively translated to to be soft or tender Hmm. so be soft and tender with god and he will give you what it is that you desire and that that softness and tenderness is exactly what my meditation looks like it is me quieting my mind becoming still engaging with the creator of the universe who i know loves me and has a plan for me and has uh good intentions and good desires toward me and engaging with that that space of infinite peace and infinite love and using that as my source for the rest of my life. I like that. I like that. I like, I like the soft tenderness more than I mm-hmm. like the delight. Cause that's, yeah, that's what it is, is it's, it dro- is. it's dropping all of your guards and it's, yes. it's opening up to love and it's terrifying, right? Cause in everyday life, mm-hmm. that's the antithesis of how you should, right? I mean, you're, totally. on the, you're on the highway. I don't trust anyone. I double check, right? Mm-hmm. I lock the right. door and I make sure the security is on downstairs. Uh, everything I do, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I triple record the podcast. I'm, I have backups. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is <laughs> really the antithesis of trust. Exactly. But, but it goes against all of our instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's precisely why it's so important is, mm-hmm you let it all down and you let your fears known you tell god right. you know what you're worried about and just it can yeah. be every 
It's World War Three, uh, my own demise, my own death, my losing. Yeah. Uh, I can't lose more people, but I know I will. That's just life. Mm-hmm. It's how am I going to deal with this? How you know? I thought life would get better, and now I feel like it's getting worse. And it's mm-hmm. and then to kind of have the the balls to then say, uh, and I would like for it to all be better. Yeah, that in a sense it and it takes humility, and then it it almost takes it almost takes courage to to ask to ask God for what you really want. Yeah. Right. You and in that, mm-hmm. go on in that space of, of being soft and tender with him. What that is, is you're being vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Um, and you can, you can apply that, that's vulnerability with certain people in your life, but it, you know, it obviously depends on if they're safe to be vulnerable with or not. Right. And that requires some emotional maturity. Like I know, and uh, this is not uh, a knock on anyone in particular. I know that I probably couldn't do that vulnerability thing with people in my family, right? Mm. I have friends where I've built those relationships where I know that I can be open and, and honest with them. I know that, you know, you and I joke around a lot. Uh, I know if I wanted to, I could be vulnerable with you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> in that space of developing that, that place of vulnerability, what you end up actually doing uh, is you you – learn to sort of examine what's going through your mind more, you know, um, in that, that space of, of finding peace and finding tranquility, you realize, oh, there's these things that are driving me all the time. There's these thoughts, these intrusive thoughts that are sort of guiding how it is that I think and and where my mind goes during the day. Uh, and that's, uh, honestly what not being a slave to your emotions is all about. It's, I have I have this awareness of what's going on internally and that just because I feel those things doesn't mean that those are the actions I have to take, right? Hmm. Just because I have thoughts and feelings about what have you, I'm, I'm pissed off at commies or um, uh, I'm upset because my wife and I had an argument earlier doesn't mean that that, is, that, that owns who I am, right? Hmm. Doesn't mean that that owns my actions. Um, and honestly, in, in finding that, that space of, uh, of being able to examine those things, uh, you find you find a couple things. One, you can find out oftentimes what the source of those things are, and it's oftentimes not simply just whatever happened, right? I'm not pissed off because my wife uh, did something that upset me. I'm pissed off because of this thing that happened to me when I was 13 years old yeah. and I was rejected by the blah, 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 right? And so in examining those emotions... Um, and sometimes it has to be purposeful and intentional, not just passive uh, examination. Um, but in examining those things, you can find the the deeper root, right? It's like you're, it's like you're in like a forest grove, and there's all these branches and leaves kind of swaying around you, like my, like my mm-hmm. my logo, you know. Um, and what you end up doing is you follow the branch to the trunk and then to the roots, mm. and you determine is this a tree that I want planted in the grove of my life or not? Is mm. this thought pattern is this process something that brings me life or is it something that i need to cut at the root and and then the very process of discovery itself is beneficial it's, yeah that might have it's not that it serves it might serve ill it might serve ill to you but yeah. identifying the ill serving tree yeah itself is a positive experience absolutely absolutely yeah. in in that same vein you end up uh you'll end up identifying like self-defense mechanisms and oftentimes you'll, you'll find like, Oh, I do this thing when I'm pissed off because of this, 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 and this reason. And most people can be like, man, that thing's so horrible. I hate, I hate that I have that pattern. I hate that I uh, go drink a a whole fifth of whiskey whenever I'm, you know, pissed off at my boss, you know? Um, And oftentimes, you know, that hatred, uh, that, that desire, of wanting to get rid of that thing can actually be a driver in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? Simply hating whatever it is that that you don't like doing can turn into its own sort of negative manifestation in and of itself. So what I find is that it's helpful to sort of observe those things as like, oh, this is a this is a self defense mechanism. This was a way for my body to survive. This was a way for me to to get through certain circumstances and be okay. Uh, but it's not a defense mechanism that I want to continue to engage with, right? Mm. 
it's a simple, oh, that isn't serving me anymore. Let me make different decisions rather than, man, I'm this stupid piece of shit who can't manage to handle my emotions. I get drunk all the time. No, it's I'm I'm working through it. I'm OK. I don't like that I drink and it's it's a habit that isn't serving me anymore. And so I want to make different habits. Hmm. And those moments are the most peaceful moments. Yeah. And <sighs> yeah, I mean, I view those all the time. You know, having lived with my parents between 2016 and 2021 and right. really just two years prior to that. And then most of those years just really being a fat, lazy, angry piece of shit. And <laughs> I mean, truly. And, I don't know anything about that. It's not. (laughs) And then, and then, I mean, trying again and again and, you know, starting to climb up out of the ditch, then falling back in. And it was just like, it's like Sisyphus just for five years, living with your parents for five years in your late twenties. That's a, that, that's, that's a, that's a boot camp in itself. And like, Sisyphean is a good word. Yeah. And it, and it is. And then, you know, with this podcast, this is the thing that actually started to get me out because with the podcast, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I have to be well rested so I can't have shit sleeping patterns. I've, I talk better and, and I'm I'm more focused when I, when I meditate and work out beforehand, I got to be well read if I want to have on Mm -hmm. these. So it's just all these things. And, you know, it led to me moving out of my apartment and getting the thing I finally wanted and, and having more fun. And then through the gaming stream now, two years later, like building friends for the first time in close to a decade. Yeah. So every, so what's the core of all of that was just this insane work ethic to get out of where I was. Yeah. And it has, and it still is, but, and I'm not going to drop it because I still have a long way to go. Indeed. I'm also now realizing, though, in July 2023, that I don't need that vessel of everyday activity as much as I did need it when I was in the ditch. In totally. that, when I wake up and I'm like, "You're not working. You gotta." That's that's a good anxiety. Because I remember I used to question myself. I'd be talking to my therapist. I'd be like, "I don't know why I always feel like this," and she'd be like, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, you're." you're 28 years old and you live with your parents. Like, it's probably a good thing to feel every day. And I was like, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, truth hurts. But now when I feel I'm like, you got to get up, you got to work, you got to, you know, run away from the fire and I'll have to slow down. I mean, I did it today and I was like, podcast is cruising. Don't take your foot off the gas, but it's cruising. It's starting to make more money. It's growing every day. It's more subscribers and it's growing. Like you're losing weight. Like you have better habits. You're saving money. You, so when I feel that it starts to creep up, it's like, why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? I'm like, that right. served us well. Yes. And that was a helpful tool at the time. But maybe bring it from 80 miles an hour back down to like 30 and sure, just cruise. And, and it's, if you want to do 80, sure, go for it. And that can be fun in itself, but yeah. And if there it, are seasons for yes. doing eighty miles an hour. Yeah, oh, certainly. And if the and if the, a big news topic happens, and you got to grab these mm-hmm. guests. Like, yeah, man, there might be a couple nights where you're not sleeping enough because you got to get on yep. a Doctor Malone, a Doctor McCauley, a Charlie Duke. You're bop bop bop. Right. Sure, yep. see, seize that opportunity. Right. But if being in that eighty mile an hour mode is robbing is you your... of daily joy, you're, yeah. you're freaking out. Your your self hatred. Yep. Hey, man, that ain't. You got you to gotta look at that, and you have to examine it and label it as the detrimental animal that it is. And that's, yeah. I'm working through that now. Like, <laughs> this isn't some, like, I'm looking back and telling you about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just took five days off. Yeah. And, and I'm coming out of the gates, first day back, like three episodes, and we're going to do a gaming stream. And it's like, it's, okay, like, okay, I get it. Like, work hard. But... I mean, I'm on track to do 400 episodes this year. And even now, I'm like, that's 35 more than doing an episode a day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, keep working hard, dude. But at the same time, like, take if if there was nothing wrong going on, then keep going for it. But when it when I don't sleep well, when I have when I'm constantly having panic attacks, when I Mm -hmm. when I have to sit down and remind myself to like myself because my default is self-hatred <laughs> it's like dog you can't it's living on the side of the street you know d- 
jerking off and telling everyone like, no, I got my crack addiction handled. It's fine. Like it's, I like it. I, it's how I enjoy life. And it's like, right. you're, there's a dead raccoon next to you that you clearly <laughs> fuck to death. Like, what are you doing? Recently, recently, recently. recently. And it's like, no, man, you're not okay. Yeah. No. Right. If Elon Musk yeah. likes to rip a crack pipe every once in a while, you go, well, he's worth a third of a trillion and his rockets are landing themselves. He makes it work, right? <laughs> when when you've got the fucking raccoon that's bleeding out next to you and the cops have their guns drawn and you're going, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're not fine. And that's no. that's kind of so I don't know where I'm going with this whole rant, Hunter. So I'm just going to throw it back on your lap. By all means. Yeah. Uh, and Dead raccoon actually, crack pipe. Go. Yeah. Dead raccoon crack pipe. Um, so in that in that same vein of, you know, having uh, things that that sort of drive you, I have found that. Um, there's a in reference to like sin and stuff like that in my faith, right? Mm -hmm. I have found that the driver for sin is often um, wanting to self-medicate, right? And I find that most people, when they struggle with some kind of addiction or something like that, are struggling with with some kind of uh, vice, right? Long term that affects their life. Um, Oftentimes, it's a form of self-medication, right? They're choosing, they're they're struggling with some emotional weight that they don't know how to carry or manage well, and so therefore they pursue uh, alternative means of sort of deadening that emotion or dis or distracting themselves from it or feeling something positive instead. Um, and I know, I know for me, for a long time, uh, my uh, chosen vice has been pornography and masturbation, right? Sure. And it's probably a really common one. Yeah. Uh, however, when I took those moments to examine what it was that I was thinking and feeling, I would I would literally ask myself out loud and I would speak to my heart as if it was a person. I would say, Hunter's heart, why is it that I want to masturbate right now? Right. Sure. When I don't when I know that I don't want to and I, but I have that urge, mm -hmm. that desire, and I, I know that I feel like shit afterwards. Right. I, I would I would ask myself that question and I would regularly hear an answer. Oh, I'm, I want to masturbate right now because I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling anxious sure. or I'm feeling rejected, you know, and and when when I would examine, OK, I'm feeling anxious. What am I feeling anxious about? Oh, it's X, Y, Z, A, B, C in the news. Right. Or, oh, I'm, you know, 31 years old and, you know, I still don't have a job where I can take over the, the funds for my household. You know, mm. my wife is still the breadwinner. Right. Mm. Oh, I'm 31 and, and, and we don't have kids yet, you know, yeah. um, and that anxiety can absolutely drive you to do stupid stuff. It can drive you to do a, a bunch of stuff. And if you let it live in the driver's seat, um, then that's that's how you end up blowing up your life. Emotions are helpful tools for gauging where you're at in life. They are terrible drivers, right? They make they make decent front seat navigators. They are horrible drivers. And they're also they're also nice luxuries. It's a nice flavor of life. Like yeah, looking out at a sunset on a summer day with some friends, yep. there's nothing wrong with just basking in it. Like that's right. That's part yeah. of enjoying the this playground that God has given us. But no, dude, I I know the pornography and masturbation thing, man. I mean, you know, for two years after my brother died, it was just hardcore drugs and and yeah. and more drugs. But like, you know, and was there also more drugs? And there and there were drugs on top of the drugs. And um, <laughs> don't I genuinely look back and don't know how I didn't die? And like that's yeah. terrifying. I say it lightly, but it's it's also a not. reasonable question. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm proud of myself though. Ne still never did coke. Did a bunch of drugs, but I knew enough. I was like, yeah, that Joe just that just looks like a black hole. <laughs> and I was yeah. like that and like heroin. I I stayed away from those. I was like, I'll walk the tightrope. But right. I was like, I don't want to. lies death. I'm like that. Those I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> shit, man. I, I. I ain't. I ain't doing that. I do the stuff that you look up and be like, all right, it's very difficult to die. But yeah. No. And then you know, for years after that, though, trying to get back in my life was very much so pornography and masturbation because it's. I mean, you could feel it much like you can feel. I mean, like a drink. Like a drink yep. takes what you start. You stop you know worrying about stuff and it's i guess it's fine if you're like on a plane or something you hate flying sure you know it's not maybe not good to use for anxiety all the time because if you drink and you're like oh i'm not worried about paying my rent anymore it's like that's that's not good but like yeah that's a problem but you know if it's a if it's if it's a passing thing like i remember the, like the minute i found out my brother died the first thing i did was pour a drink it's like that's pro okay that's probably fine like whatever that's a little reasonable yeah yeah <clears throat> but like that 
with pornography and masturbation, I mean, the dopamine rush immediately is, yeah. oh, sure, no, I'm living at home with my parents. I'm a loser. Uh, my, my merch store isn't working. Yep. My writing isn't working. My Photoshop isn't right. working. And it's just right there. And all of a sudden, you just, you're not worried about it anymore. And you're not, you're, it's the same thing with overeating. Are you hungry? Or do, do, do you, are you distracting from right. something? And, yep. man, I've been there, dude. And it's, it, it's not, I would like to say my vice now of just being a workaholic, I would like to think it's maybe evolved a little past the pornography masturbation, which itself evolved a little past pills and drugs. Yeah. And so maybe it's an upward trend and it, it's getting better and I'm identifying Arguably. them more. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still the same root thing. Problem, yes. I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or even, I don't want to take the responsibility of sitting with that problem and realizing it's actually not that bad. Right. Which are, you know, paying rent, that's a problem that you got to deal with. There's no rationalizing that. <laughs> but then other problems, like, well, I'm not working hard enough. It's like, you've done 1,300 episodes in, in three and a half years. Like, yeah. sit with that and realize that you're, you're doing fine. Indeed. Yeah, man, they're instant off-ramps. You just right. go, I don't want to deal with it. And then, when you're finished, either jerking off or eating food or doing drugs, the problems are right back there. And mm -hmm. now you just feel worse. You do feel worse, right? And yeah. and that that, that could cut off and spiral. Like, if you... I have had a number of days, not at all recently, but definitely in the past, where the shame of, oh, man, this thing that I hate doing that I know is not... A, a positive habit that I want to engage in. I just did it. Well, I'm a stupid piece of shit, yep. and I hate, and I'm, 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 I'm not going to get it. better. And, yep. Yeah. And then that shame spiral will lead you to doing it again. Doing 20 it again minutes to later. Escape the feeling. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I'm such a stupid drunk. How come I can't keep? How come I can't keep myself from you know just getting wasted as you're currently drinking more to deaden the pain of the shame that you're actively feeling in that moment? You know. Mm. <clears throat> and so, first, first of all when you're not letting when you want to not allow emotions to to drive who you are and to to drive your decisions uh stop the shame spiral that's step one right understand that you are a regular human being just like the fucking rest of us you put on your pants or, or one leg at a time every day just like everyone else unless you're a woman in which case you put on a dress um but if you're dealing with any yeah or, or if you're dealing with any um but in that uh, you tuck it in one that... ball at a time <laughs> That was pretty good. Um, but well, in that same what, vein, what's, what's he what's he what's he dealing with? What is he hiding? Those are questions I don't really feel like answering. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I was gonna say, you know, I know I know we often write it off as just like mental illness, but I mean, if if just kind of in the the light of of identifying all of this, I want you know. Is it as so, simple as he wants money and fame? Who knows? I mean, I don't know him. Uh, what what happened to him when he was a kid? You know, if I had to, if I had to guess, because that's really all I'm doing at that point, yeah, and sure. that's partially why I didn't want to. Yeah, know, sure. No, I got you. I um, got you. If I'm just guessing, I I would say he probably enjoys the fame. He probably mm. enjoys the affirmation of yeah. whatever you know psychosis he engages in. Uh, he probably gets off on the haters too. You know, because sure. that's like the whole. Um, Engaging in wokeness stuff is a form of currency nowadays, right? Sure. So, oh, you're being persecuted. That's that's you're that's good. money in the bank, yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, and so it's probably all of the above, and then amplify that with almost certainly drugs and influence and power. And I mean, it's a recipe for disaster being some kind of training influencer like that. So sure. No, and we can because you're right. Neither of us know a fucking thing about that, so we'll steer away from it. Plus, he's sure. Plus he's scary and I don't like him, but like yeah, I don't I don't want to put my dick in that. So. Yeah, no, me, me neither. I yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, so then you have to imagine, you know, do we jump from addiction to addiction, or can we actually get out of them in this lifetime? Like, can we, can we escape the prison in this lifetime? And yeah, you know, I'd like to think. We can. I mean, really not even realizing it till five minutes ago when saying it. Like, you know, moving from, like, benzos to jerking off to being a workaholic, like, mm -hmm. they're they're definitely getting, like, less intense and less detrimental. Like... Actively, yeah. With, I, I, I would think, inarguably. Yeah. Right? So that would stand a reason that the trajectory will be, though slow and painful, 
eventually kind of breaking free of the tethers. Indeed. And to be clear, you can turn in almost anything into a vice, right? Yeah. You can turn like, like working hard. Somehow that's a vice, right? Yeah. Well, it is because of all the other negative, betr- uh, negative side effects that it can have. So, I mean, uh, you can turn fucking working out in fitness into a vice if you wanted yeah. to, right? You can turn eating healthy into a vice if you so chose. So it's not that these, uh, I think there are certain behaviors that are sin, but that's not the point that I'm trying to make right now. It's not that these behaviors are sin and you're a dirty sinner and you need to quit. It's that these are, these are, there's an unhealthy balance in my life that I'm trying to manage, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm trying to to write, and so <clears throat> in that that in trying to sort of write those scales, right, to to weigh things down reasonably, oftentimes you'll find that there's some kind of uh, like almost like a hidden weight, right? It's like someone glued, you know, a, an extra pound or two on the underside of one side of the scale. And it's not until you start examining what's going on internally that you realize, oh, wait, there's that thing that's weighing down this side that makes me want to do this thing that I don't want to do. Um, and I mentioned earlier sort of talking to my heart and hearing a response and what have you. And I have found that um, the more that I have dialogued, with it because it, it ends it it's odd to describe but it really ends up turning into a conversation oh sure if you if you oh, let it yeah um like i can i can actually ask my heart questions and and find answers and, and hear things uh, and it'll point out things that i didn't realize that i was still carrying or or things that i was disappointed with in the past um there's this memory of you know actually i'm not going to get into that sure. that's all other conversation um but yeah it's you can you can find certain things in the past and then oftentimes i'll I'll, I'll find that um uh, and this is one of those things that i would recommend if you have the opportunity to do it with a therapist because trying to guide yourself through this stuff is not easy (laughs) yeah yeah um but uh i have found that um if i go to that that memory or that place that negative thing happened and receive comfort in sort of like a um not like a self insert, but like almost like a manifestation inside of that memory. Like, Hey, my, my buddy, my buddy, Jim from, you know, growing up, he, this thing was happening. He came over and said, Hey, it's going to be okay, Hunter. Like, you're going to be all right. Like, I know that you're feeling this pain right now, but, uh, like you're going to pull through it. It's going to be okay, buddy. Um, that receiving that comfort in that memory oftentimes will remove the negative effects that that memory had. Hmm. And it's it's kind of bizarre to think about because it's like, okay, memories are basically almost completely manufactured by our brains at that point. Yeah. However, they can still drive our behaviors. Yes. So does that does that process like I I have thought to myself a handful of times, like, oh, that process of, you know, changing memories and what have you, does that like legit delegitimize what it is that I've that I'm remembering from my childhood or what have you? And and I would have to answer no. Like, what is the what is the point of that process? The point of that is to remove the the negative influence that that had, right? And so, understanding this is what actually happened, but also creating a space where you can remove the negative influence that that had. I mean, I would I argue that that's that justifies the process. Absolutely, um, that's probably a little esoteric, but forgive no. me. No, no, not at all. It's, uh, I mean, what's, what's today? Sunday. I, I drove home from my parents on, on Wednesday, I think. And I was, I was super bad anxiety and was just, I mean, like, oh, I haven't, I literally was like, I haven't been working and I haven't been working out and I haven't been dieting. It was just, just getting in my head. And I came home yeah. and like, first thing I did was like, I went to the gym and then mm-hmm. it came back like unpacked and like made my bed and started doing laundry and started answering emails and, Mm-hmm. And it was just, just freaking out. And then I sat down to just sit with my thoughts. And and I thought about all the times in the past I've I've just been in this spot of, I'm anxious now and it's just fucking, mm-hmm. this is how it is now. And yep. every single time, every time, the thousands of times I've been in that spot, I always get out of it. And then there's always a moment at the end of the day where I go, we fucking got through to the other side. And it's, yeah. it's when, when I've, you know, I've crawled out of the hole, when I've thrown away the alcohol and the fast food and I've cleaned the apartment and I've called my mom and I've meditated and prayed and showered and shaved and you'll never quite realize it, but it'll be, you're just halfway through a gaming stream and you realize, oh wait, all those terrors are gone now. And you, <laughs> and you go, we got, we got through it. 
We made it. I was thinking to myself on Wednesday as I was meditating, while still in the shit mindset. Yeah. I was like, you've never failed to get out of it. And I think that's yeah. what you're talking about. Is so instead of looking at these echoes of past anxiety attacks and going, oh, right back there, it's like, no. Right. Every time you climb to right. the top of the mountain and you see the sun and you feel the warmth of the sun, and you always get out of it. And mm-hmm. it didn't make the anxiety go go away right away. But it did, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, we're going to get out of there. And so, yeah, no, I don't and think that, that delegitimizes you, memories at all. Yeah, that'll give you that hope in that in that space where you can go, oh, I, I know that I'm going to be okay through this. I just have to get through this moment. Right? Yes, I, and I, hope I, is, it is, I mean, despair is what leads to suicide. It will not get better. So literally. Why, why go through it? Yeah. Hope is, man, I, I retweeted that thing the other the other day, not saying that Peter Hotez was a satanic cannibal, but the thing about <laughs> Andrew Carnegie and, and books and like, dude, talk, like working three jobs for, I think was he, he was making $2 a week. He was 11 years old, working 18 hours a day, literally underground. And mm-hmm. when he discovered like how to read and then on Saturdays, the local library, would you let you take a book out or something? Mm-hmm. And you should really go and, and read. It's it's a short it's a short like Twitter thread, and it's yeah it's 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 all quotes from him. And he he was like, you know, through the black dungeon walls, the sunlight would shine, knowing that if I just got through this week on Saturday, I could go get a new book and learn all about you know Africa or you know you know odysseys across the ocean or, or you know how to how to whittle. And in no matter how bad the work got or how tired I was or how bad like home life was mm-hmm. every, I, every Saturday I could, I could go find a book. And to me, it's, it, that's so much, it's so, it represents so much more than actually just like the joys of reading. But what it is, is it's the power of hope yeah. to pull you through. I mean, really like a lighthouse on a foggy night, man, mm-hmm. it, it can pull you through the most terrifying. It doesn't make the terror go right away. But even, even like today, like I woke, I didn't sleep well last night. I was working out and I was tired. And I had three podcasts today and I got shit to do. And I, I was just like, what, what's going to be the best part of the day? And I was like, I'm going to be finished with the podcast. They're going to be finished uploading. And I'm going to like sit back in my chair and like turn on the gaming stream and like, I don't know, start yelling slurs at Craig. And I was like, that's, I love that. Mm-hmm. And f- now the whole day, still a little anxious. I didn't sleep well last night. It's just pulling me towards <laughs> Tell me that about light, it. right? But it's just pulling me towards that light. It's just, it's hope. No matter what the hope is, whether it's reading yeah. or whether it's yelling at Craig on a live stream, it's, <laughs> it's it's still a light that pulls you towards it. And I, yeah, to me, like that is God. That is the manifestation yeah. of God. Is is fi- no matter how, you know, if you find yourself in the darkness, like be the light. Like, let darkness fear you. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's, I think, the power of, of and the importance of hope. And I know where I'm going with that. In meditation, in prayer, not only does it allow me to, like you said, have it, you, quite literally, you have a dialogue with yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only does it allow you to examine things and all that good stuff, I also found towards the end of these these sessions, prayer, meditation, whatever, is once I've diagnosed like what's going on with me today and you know the, the problems here and the vices there and all that good stuff, you get towards the end and it's it's like when you get to the end of a, a book about like the history of aviation. Like the last chapter mm-hmm. will always be what lies around the future and it's about hypersonics and whatever <laughs> the fuck, right? That's kind of the end of the meditation. It's like so you've dealt with everything and then it's like what lies ahead? And that to me is that's when your heart starts racing. You start going, well, what, what does lie ahead? How, yeah. how much better can it get? Like what, yeah. what else can God surprise me with in mm-hmm. this, in this magical simulation? And I mean, that's really how I get through most days is finding yeah. that spark of hope and going, we're going to, we're going to go towards that light. Yeah. That's actually uh, perfectly indicative of, uh, uh, while you were talking, I thought of a scripture, uh, and it said uh, it was for the joy set before him that Christ endured the cross. Yes. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what the, uh, what the reference for that is, but um, 
having hope throughout those through those situations can actually be uh, an incredibly helpful driver to getting through it it's and, and exactly like what you said when when you engage with this with despair is what drives suicide right mm-hmm. when there is only uh despair going forward um or or the perception thereof even if that's not actually true it's simply the perception of their of that um that is what drives people to to suicide but in that same space you know we can have these these negative uh processes or, or whatever, these negative experiences, these these patterns that we continue to engage in, you know, the anxiety, the the overwork, et cetera. Um, and oftentimes if we remove those initiating like memories or those initiating uh, experiences, like we remove the negative effects from them, that actually helps to uh, allow us to no longer engage in those patterns, right? Hmm. Workaholism is a pattern, right? Engaging in pornography and masturbation is a pattern. And when we remove the experience or a handful of experiences, that'll allow us to make better decisions going forward. Now, to be clear, what I'm not, what I'm posing right now is not uh, uh, sort of a magic bullet, okay? I'm not saying, oh, if you just go to therapy and you deal with all your negative memories that you'll all of a sudden be a normally functioning human being with no vices. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, you still have temptations, right? You still have uh, patterns in your mind. You still have brain ruts that have been built over time. Oh, I did this pattern over and over. And therefore it's something that is a, a, an easy to engage, you know, process. Uh, I've heard it described when you engage in the same vice or the same thought process over and over, it's like your brain is digging ruts into the mm-hmm. earth. Oh yeah, and that's where the mind. that's where the wheel just effortlessly gets locked in. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so you still have those those brain pathways that get created uh, and you still have to deal with those. Like uh, you have a predisposition, right? You're uh, uh what's it? It's it's like a predisposition to addiction or something like that. It's mm-hmm. genetic. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I forget I forget the term, but um you still have that predisposition to whatever that is. So it's not you know, smooth sailing from there. It's not a, a free process, um, but you can remove the initial influence at the very least. And then you get to decide from there. You get to influence your own life from there. I've, I've heard that a good definition for masculinity is um, becoming a master of your own domain, hmm. right? Whatever, whatever it is that you see and purvey. Um, uh, I would argue that in that would be becoming a master of your emotions as well. And, and that's not like a simple tyrant. That's, I understand it. I know how to work with it. This is something I'm familiar with and I can engage rather than simply control. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's mastering emotions would be so much easier if it really was just, you got to be an iron fisted dictator. Oh man. I wish. Yeah, you could just send out your death squads, your secret police. You'd be like, just kill all the bad emotions. I don't give a shit. It's mm-hmm. not democratic. Like you're in my, right. you're in my kingdom. It's mm-hmm. not that at all. It is really. It's back to prayer. It's complete vulner. Yes. It's vulnerability. It's mm-hmm. it's con- total. It's Judah. You're leaning with it. It's it's yes. It's so, it's so antithetical to just the brute force working, right? Mm-hmm. That, that which I am such like a. I'm so in favor of of just like <laughs> you've seen how I play Hitman. Kill everyone. Yeah. You can't miss the yes. target if everyone on the level's dead. Like <laughs> that's how I right. You've seen me play Teardown. You can't yeah. you can't lose if there is if there's no pixels left on the map. And you've right. seen me do this for ten hours a night for ten days in a row. Like yep. that is my it's very, very, very Joseph Stalin. You know, quantity is a quality all of in itself. <laughs> just, just kill it all. You can't lose. But your score was yep. negative 10,000. But I did Did I not get the target? Right? Did yep. I not get the target? And, like, you can't you can't do that with, with you know, working with your emotions. And adi- you cannot do that. It, and it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's odd, too, because you would think that you could. You would think, oh, I could just white-knuckle just, it enough. Nope. Right. But in the end... Uh, because of the the way that emotions apply in our brains, they're actually at like a baser level of uh, of our brains than logic is, right? Yeah. So like, I, I forgive me, I'm not a doctor. I know that there are specific medical terms in regards to this, but like logic is in your prefrontal cortex and emotions are at some baser level 
towards it's literally lower called in the, the rep, brain. it's really called the, it's literally called the reptilian brain it's the it's the core yeah. at at all of it of it's like right. breathing eating fucking it's in there right right and so it, it it has a baser level than simple will right and so because of that you can't just ham fist it right yeah. you have to learn to work you, judo is a perfect example i love that example so much because it's kind of what it is right you're moving with the ebb and the flow yeah. and in that when you learn to engage on it not from a simple place of control and 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 what have you but from a i'm working alongside myself i'm partnering partnering with myself in this process right yeah. i understand that i have needs that i need to get met that are reasonable and i can have them met in ways that don't provide detriment to myself yeah right uh when you engage with that that's how you i i feel like that's what like most people are working towards like there's a there's a there's a common meme when it comes to like therapists and stuff like that, that every oftentimes when people become therapists, it's because they're trying to solve their own shit. Mm. Right. Um, and they want to understand that stuff enough. I, I, I think that there'd be a dearth of, of uh, therapists in the world. If people simply understood that they can't, they can't magic bullet this shit. It's not as, it's not a simple piece of control or, or if I just happen to have the, you know, the, the Konami code up, up, down, down, left, right, yeah. left, right my internal world is fixed. Like there's a relationship here. It's, it's almost like you're in relationship with yourself to some degree, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And then like, even that's like a, a humbling experience. Yeah. You, you have enough of these false saviors throughout your life. This, right. this pill will make you happy. Moving here yeah. will make you happy. Dating this oh, girl will man. make you happy. Just do therapy. You'll be happy. Get this job. Yeah. You'll be and you, you realize them again and again and again that they don't work. And it's kind yep. of depressing at first. For And what I mean at first, I mean, like, I'm 32. Fucking tell me about it, I Jesus mean, like, Christ. I would say, like, the vast majority of my three decades here. But you then do start to realize, like, but there are things that do work. And it's yeah. the painful examination of your own mind. And every day right. is a, it's a little easier than the last. And yep. you stop. You stop looking for the magic. It's like here, here's the example I use is like when I went, when I was at the University of Georgia, downtown was like I don't know maybe a mile and a half, two miles from our house, and just 116 bars I think and two square miles. Bat shit. Just you go Good wild. God. Oh yeah, just blackout drunk sorority girls throwing up on other sorority girls eating waffle. House. It's just magical. It's just great, <laughs> right? And every once in a while, you know, it'd start raining, and uh, and every taxi would be in in Uber. I don't know if Uber existed then, in the yeah. entire because there's thirty thousand students there. They'd just yeah. all be taken, and there'd be yep. the bars are closed, and they're like, you, you got to get out. And so like we go stay at Waffle House to like three, and then they'd kick you out. So you're sitting under like awnings and stuff because it's raining and. There's no van coming, and when's the next one? And maybe thirty, and you're shit faced, and you just want to go to sleep, and mm -hmm. and you just keep waiting for you. like, well, when's the next one gonna be? And eventually, and I would always hit this very well, you know, after many nights of this experience of when it'd be raining or whatever, you'd finally start to develop where it'd be two a.m. The bars would close, it'd be raining, and people would be like, yeah, we're waiting for a taxi, and I would just I would just tell myself I'd be like, it's gonna be two hours of here. Mm -hmm. or it's 20 minutes walking in the rain and then you're home. <laughs> and I would just, like, without saying a word, I would just turn and start walking. And, yep. you know, you look crazy, but you do it enough times that, and also it's like there was this bridge where the, the, these, like, homeless people lived under, and, like, there's all these, like, stories of, like, girls walking home and they would get raped. So, like, I would also just be walking over the bridge and I would just start saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking rape you. To, to the homeless people under I'd just be shit face and I had like 10 more pounds of muscle then and I'd be like I'm gonna sure. fucking rape you and I would just like keep walking that's a whole other thing and whatever you know <laughs> but I would just I would go it's raining I'm drunk I'm tired I'm hungry let's just get to it and then you'd be home and you'd be in your bed and that's kind of how I view the silver bullet is well maybe an Uber will show up right now mm. okay the hard, the hard, okay, well, maybe we should examine our own vices and what the uh, root of them are. Yep. That's walking home in the rain. That Just is. start. The 20 minutes is going to pass. Yep. In 20 minutes, you can still be sitting here and have 10 more 20-minute units to wait. Mm -hmm. Or in 20 minutes, you can be in your bed. Or just whatever, eating cheese out of the fridge, fucking thrown up in the sink, whatever. Yep. You can just do that. And... 
more often than not, I don't wait for the the proverbial Uber to show up. I just yeah. go, it's time to start walking in the rain. Yeah. And maybe you're going to encounter some horny homeless people on the way home. You just got to be mm-hmm. hornier than them. And you got to look them in the <laughs> eye and say, oh, no, I'm going to fuck you to death. Right. You know, I'm, 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 I'm drinking and I'm fucking tonight. I'm all out of liquor. Like, what are you doing? Almost guy. No. But with everything. See, even this morning, I didn't sleep enough. I just want to roll over in bed. I just want to cancel on everyone. That's yep. not going to make anything better. Let's get mm-hmm. up and let's go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. Shut up. Time's going to pass. And now mm-hmm. five hours have passed. The, sa- the time's passing no matter what. Yep. So I can either just be rolling out of bed now and going, right. fuck, I canceled on everyone. I didn't go to the gym. Or it's been a, a rough day, but I'm feeling better. I'm like, you knocked right. it all out of the park. You answered the emails. You made the thumbnails. You went to the gym. You did the work. Yeah. You cleaned the... And here we are. Right. The time's going to pass regardless. So that it will. Just start walking in the rain. And that's... I think that's applicable to so many things in life. I agree. And I think that um, something that would be helpful, and this is probably a good uh, a good thing to close off on, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll... I'll say what I'll say and we'll go from there. Sure. But um, I think that, you know, in walking through that, that rain, sometimes it's helpful to have a map home. You know, sometimes yeah. you don't know where you're going. You sure. just know that you're... I just got to keep walking, man. Oh, um, yeah. And so... Uh, I think to kind of offer, you know, a waterproof map home, hmm. um, I, I, I would propose some homework for anyone who's listening. Okay. If what I had to say today resonated with you, if you if you're like, man, I have all this stuff that I don't want to do that I, I wish I could figure out why it is that I'm doing it. I would like to know why. Um, start with this. Step one. Get a notebook whether it's on your like a physical notebook or like the notes app on your phone, something where you can take notes. Okay. Step two, the next time that you want to engage in whatever vice it is and you wish that you didn't, whether you are able to successfully resist or not, whether it's just the, the beginnings of that creeping feeling of, Oh man, I'm going to masturbate today. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I already know it. It's coming. You know, it's, it's just a matter of when, you know, whether it's those creeping initial feelings or whether it's you're right about to. If you can manage to stop yourself, awesome. If not, that's okay. Hmm. You can continue moving on. However, examine what it is that you're feeling in that moment. Ask If you have to, ask your heart literally out loud. What I will do is I will close my eyes, I will put my hand on my heart, and I will speak directly to my heart. I will say, Hunter's heart, what are you feeling right now? And I'll wait and listen and be quiet until I hear a response internally in my mind, right? Mm. And whatever those, whatever it is that you're feeling, and it has to be, it has to be a feeling. It can't just be a jumble of thoughts. It has to be like, I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. I'm feeling nervous, right? Some specific emotion. When you have what, when you understand whatever that feeling is, uh, write it down. Oh, today, you know, uh, Sunday. July 9th, uh, 2023 at 1.52 p.m., uh, I was feeling anxious. And then you go, okay, why was I feeling anxious? What was I feeling anxious about? And you can ask your heart that same question. And take notes on what this stuff is. And you'll learn over time. If you do this as a, as a process over time, every time you feel like you want to engage in something that you don't like, you start to identify this pattern oh every time i feel anxious i want to masturbate okay Mm -hmm. what am i feeling anxious about oh it's this that this that right and you'll hear specific things oftentimes you'll hear specific memories or circumstances Um, and even if you are not successful in resisting beforehand if it's afterwards right it's post nut clarity right Mm -hmm. i i I did the thing now i feel like shit at least engage in the after action report get okay? something out of it yes yes right okay you failed cool do better right and this is how you do better hmm. take notes what is it that you're feeling why are you feeling that way what is it specifically about and then you'll find that oh actually it turns out i have this pattern where every time i'm rejected by a girl i want to go drink until i'm you know, blackout or whatever. Mm. Or every time I, I uh, have a shitty day at work, I feel this or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, then you can at least identify why it is that you start to engage in that 
start to go down that road, start to walk down that rut in that brain pathway again. Hmm. And then you can at least become that much more aware of why you're doing it. Yeah, at the very least, become aware of it. It's, yep. You might still fuck up. You might still fuck yep. up every day. But at mm -hmm. least note it. And then you might note it once. You might note it 500 times. Mm -hmm. But eventually, it does tip over. And it might, at the mm -hmm. 505th time, you go, wait. <laughs> Yeah, I know where this and there will be a day there will be mm -hmm. a day where, where you do successfully resist it and then yep. obviously you'll you'll relapse but the, but the number of days that it takes until your next breaking free will get shorter and shorter mm -hmm. but there will be a day where it dawns on you yeah what am I doing and then you can then you can become aware ahead of time right yes. like oh I'm feeling this way oh I'm probably going to do this today I should keep out and make sure that I'm not in a situation where I'm going to engage in that advice you yeah know? yeah or if you do engage in it Go, all right, well, it took me 500 days to not engage in it. Yep. Let's aim for 499. Yep. And yep. chances are you'll do it in much less than that. But there will be a light moment where yes. where you realize, and I don't mean like light in like uh, the hope. Well, it is that, but it's also it's lighthearted in that there will be a moment where you go, why am I going to do that? I know this mm -hmm. just leads to a bad place. And you'll go, yep. I shouldn't do that. And you'll go, mm hmm have I never thought about this before? <laughs> Where you just go, <laughs> you go, let's let's not do this. But it's yeah. it's the reality is this is you're standing on the shoulders of your last five hundred days of, of mistakes. But there is a Truth. light moment where you go, wait, let's just. I know I have a bad day if I stay up late. What if right. I just went to bed early? And you'll go, <gasps> why have I never done that before? And you go, you well, it's because you failed five hundred days in a row. But you have filled up the bucket yeah. so much. That it's mm -hmm. finally coming over the edge, and you'll go. That's oh, truth. and it's that's and, and then lastly to to kind of touch on what you said about walking home in the rain. That's a very important point. Is like right now, it's very much so like when I walk home in the rain. I know exactly where my house mm -hmm. is. Know exactly where my bed is, and I can I yep. can do this with my eyes closed. Right. But, and I was there for five years. Sometimes you're walking home, and you have no idea where your house is. And mm -hmm. you go, well, I've been walking not for 20 minutes. I've been walking for 20 months. Yep. Keep walking. And yep. I can't tell you when you're going to find the home. It'll come to you. In the le I remember the day that I realized I'd been living at home for one year with my parents. I was like, man, if I had another year, I'd, I'd start crying. And, you know, yeah. hey, spoiler alert, you had four more. <laughs> and like, <laughs> But one day I broke through. And yep. now it's just a distant memory. You go, oh, yeah, I did live with my parents for several years. And now it's just another thing. You go, oh, but don't mm -hmm. give, keep, keep walking. You will yep. eventually get to a place where you can sleep. So just yep. keep going. Amen. Amen. Hunter, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on here. It's a pleasure. And you better be on the game stream tonight and we can yell at Craig. <laughs> Craig. I hope you rape him. Craig. I'm a fucking rave, you dude. You, this, 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 I am walking home from the bar, drunk, Craig. It's in the rain, and I'm, I'm coming up on your, on your, on your bridge. You, it's coming you, for those cheeks. You better be ready, Craig, because I am. This is <laughs> you. People are watching this. They're like, oh, "This is just such a beautiful ending." And now you're threatening <laughs> someone named Craig with rape. You're right, I am. This isn't a joke. This is not metaphorical. Listen, Craig, cake, Craig, cake is not a joke. Craig, cake is not a joke. Coming for okay? that cake, brother. Let them eat cake. We'll fucking call me Marie Antoinette because I'm coming for you, bitch. All right. <laughs> All right, Hunter. Love you, dude. Thank you so much. Have a good one, bro. Guys, thank Pleasure. you for watching. Take care, everybody. Much love. Peace.